Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 Continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic book discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Transformers Dark Cybertron Volume 2. And as always, spoiler warning, so if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read it, read it again, then listen to the podcast. Now, onwards. Both Computron and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts. But before we can get to that, before any of this could occur, Computron, do you mind telling us some facts about this volume? Okay, so hard facts and trivia, or just facts? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the usual number of comics, there are six. Uh, the seventh issue was released January 22nd, 2014. And the 12th and final issue that concludes the events was released March 26, 2014. Uh, the writers were James Roberts and John Barber. The artists were James Reyes, Atilio Rojo, Livio Remondelli. Andrew Griffith, Brendan Calhill, colors by Josh Perez and Livio Remondelli, and additional inks by Brian Schur. Okay, so trivia. In issue seven, Nautica and Chromia were originally planned to look less visually female and more like the default Cybertronian design. So the readers wouldn't have clocked or you know, wouldn't have clocked that they were females until the dialogue. James Roberts had to shelve this idea because IDW wants you know, wanted to make it clear immediately that female cyber transformers were in the series. Okay, issue eight on page 14, Brainstorm scans Metroplex's brain module with a PKE meter from Ghostbusters franchise. Dun, 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 dun. On the penultimate page, Starscream suddenly appears for a single panel behind Megatron. The next issue shows that he is still at the med center in Iocon. Uh, in issue 10, Nautica calls Ore 7 Magical Mystery Ore, a reference to the Beatles album Magical Mystery Tour. Uh-huh, one word off. <laughs> Two words one off. Letter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in issue 12, the final issue, Prime vows to Shockwave that he will remember him as he was, you know, which was the hope pre-shadow play Shockwave expressed in More Than Meets the Eye, uh, number 11. Okay, so with all that being done and dandy and said, Mr. Kilobyte, would you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? Will do. Uh, the Lost Lighters meet new allies deep within Metroplex, while old allies are found and won back in the dead universe. All of this plus Megatron versus Galvatron in this epic conclusion. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Are you all ready? Because this is a good one. <laughs> it be. It's, a, it's, it's a real good one. All right. So we start off outside of the Lost Light with a battle against the Minicons. I mean, uh, the Ammonites. Any favorite scenes from this one? Because I want to say my favorite one is Crosscut and Swerve's banter back and forth on how Crosscut has never been to Swerve Bar and Swerve has never heard about Crosscut and his plays. Like that was just, it was funny because the Lost Light is huge. And this kind of like gives us like an idea on how huge it is that even some of the crewmates have never interacted in a way that they know things well, about each other. Like Crosscut, or not Crosscut, Swerve knew Crosscut's like history in the war, but he never knew like Crosscut's current position, right? In like the Lost right. Light. Like right, he right. knew he was a senator before. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious because I think one of the dialogues said that um, Crosscut said he knew of the bar. He just didn't know the name of the bar. I was like, really, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and moving along. Uh, I know last time we left a little bit on the cliffhanger with the rod pod exploding in front of a bunch of bots. But we find out a bunch of walls came out of nowhere to save the crew from the exploding rod pod. Woo. That was nice a close save, one. right? <laughs> that was a close one. The anticipation there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so good. So good. So that that's the Lost Light caught up. But uh, let's flip to Cybertron. You know, I want to point out something funny. Because Galvatron makes it through the portal. And he points out that he's an old ancient warrior who doesn't trust this generation. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Does that sound familiar to anyone? It does. It does. (laughs) Can't quite put my uh, finger on it, but (laughs) I don't know what that's a reference for. At least you didn't lose your thumb. At least I didn't lose my thumb. (laughs) Reference later, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, Computron, do you mind telling us how Rodimus convinced Nightbeat out of Nova's control in the dead universe? Yeah, uh, so the whole mind control, and I don't know how Rodimus knew this, but I'm just going to roll with the punches on this one. Uh, Rodimus figured out, or knew, that in order to break out of, like in this case, he says shadow play specifically, but in in order to break out of the mind control, he needed to use Nightbeat's best power, which was in this case his active curiosity and his, you know, being an active investigative person. Uh... He shows Nightbeat on his hand a fraction, if you will, which is an 89 over 101. With that, Nightbeat had to, in a puzzling way, figure out that that 89 over 101 was the uh, votes that uh, uh, were there to uh, reenact or kick out uh, Rodimus from being the captain of the ship. Well, 89 of the bots said nay, and 101 said yay. Anyway, uh, Nightbeat figured it out, and with him figuring it out, he used his superpower. I wouldn't say superpower, but his most powerful... Sherlock abilities. Yeah, exactly. And managed to break out of Nova Prime's uh, mind control. Yeah, very interesting. Very cool, too. Very different... Uh, way to snap uh, somebody from mind control. So confusing that even Primus or not Primus, <laughs> Optimus Prime was uh, confused. <laughs> well, like, I understand because, like, it brings por- forth his own personality to conquer what's been forced upon him as a mind control. So I guess that's where that comes from. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that's what they say. I do find it interesting with the terminology that Rodimus uses, he says like shadow play specifically. And I'm like, I don't think that shadow play. Uh, it's a little bit, right? It's not to the extent that some of the other bots have witnessed. True. It's yeah. not a shockwave shadow play. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to push this along a little bit. And I want to say one of my favorite, second favorite team ups. Uh, occurs at this moment and it's when bumblebee and megatron are teaming up to fight against galvatron and i also want to say poor wasp eater because you know he gets his face shoved into the ground (laughs) it's okay wasp you're far away from galvatron now 
Yeah, yeah, that's done and over with. We we got more things we got to talk about. Is that okay, Waspinator? He called me wicked youths. It's yeah. Okay. He, he can't hurt you anymore. That is true. He, I don't know if you guys remember, but he, he's got to... Yeah. You know, there's there's this thing I've noticed Earthlings do sometimes to get some some old bots to be quiet. But I'm not sure if it works all the time. It's like, Boomer okay? I, I can't <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna move on. Speaking of moving on, let's check in with Starscream, who is recreating the "Everything Is Fine" meme with fire around him, and um, he's kind of having a mental breakdown, isn't he? Actually, and it's not that Scoop just has to, you know, keep hammering him with guilt and everything. But, yeah, yeah, he's giving them the scoop. Yeah, you, oh, we made this joke before. Hold on. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, another of Starscream empires crumble again in front of his eyes. Yeah, it's really burning up in flames, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Let's talk about some new characters: Chromia, Nautica, and Windblade. Kilo, I want to hear your thoughts first. I love them. It was about time we got some fembots in here. That that's it. That's that's your thoughts. Just we gotta have some. Well, they, you know, they make it all better. I, I, I really like Nautica's design. And I really I'm like thirsty boys. <laughs> I, I really like Nautica's design and Windblades. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Fembots. Uh, I like Chromia's interaction with Nautica a lot because she's kind of like, kind of like trying to keep Nautica straight uh, and like following the path instead of like rambling on with her thoughts and everything. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I think it's mentioned here, but Chromia is like the bodyguard to Windblade, but also to Nanaka to extent, or best friends with Nanaka, right? Yeah, yeah. So Good it's, stuff. I know she's trying to keep them safe, but it's still funny. <laughs> I do want to say, like for me, the funniest moment was is before they introduced uh, the Lost Light crew or what's left of them to Windblade. They said uh, we have to introduce her to she who must not be named. I was like, oh, no, okay. that's a reference to. Oh, it sounds familiar. I wonder where. Probably some magical beings in a fantastical world. <laughs> Harry Potter <With> magic. Some, <laughs> some, some magical being that couldn't even take over a school. <laughs> Not sponsored, by the way. Not sponsored. <laughs> so, Computron, back in yep. the dead universe, Rodimus tells Optimus, well, it's a lot of us's again what the numbers on his hand mean and you've kind of delve into that a little bit but what is optimus's response to those numbers it was actually very interesting right um instead of saying you know because at the time when uh, rodimus was talking to optimus about it he went on the lines of he was trying to you know tell optimus that he felt guilty well while Optimus was listening, he said, you should have just resigned. And yeah. Rodimus, taken aback, thinking Optimus was just going to give him a pep talk, uh, looks at Optimus and goes, what? He goes, you only did that vote just to, you know, boost your ego to see if people, you know, would actually vote for you. Well, and, he, he did the vote because he knew he would win, right? Yeah. And so Optimus said, you only really did that to boost your ego in a sense and that you never really intended for there to be a vote. You should have just resigned. Yeah. I really and like I that interaction. Well, yeah. And I think yeah. my favorite line is uh, out of that whole ordeal was, is that you said, um, I'm not here to absolve your guilt kind of thing. 
So yeah. it's like, wow. So good. Putting Rodham is in his place. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> also in the dead universe, Cyclonus isn't doing so well. Poor guy. Anyway, back to B and Megatron. I really enjoy that after the fight with Megatron, he gets ripped in half. Insert, you know, meme here from 2007 movie. Uh, <laughs> how the turntables have turned, right? Anyway, Megatron had Bumblebee carry him to the Autobot base and wait for a dramatic entrance to Prowl and Soundwave as they were all teaming up to stop a common foe. That, to me, spells Megatron is a drama queen. <laughs> yes, he is. Well, it was like between Prowl and, and Starscream, right? Because Starscream, he was, <laughs> Prowl was so, essentially sidelining. Starscream Star- was there, but not supposed to be there. Uh, this is one in the fun facts. Starscream was there, but he was also in the medical center having a mental breakdown. It's one of those, you know, there's two Starscream scenes, but it was uh, yeah. Prowl and Soundwave talking. Yeah, Starscream just says it's just an extra... <laughs> Yeah, you know, sticking true to the G1 continuity where there's two Starscreams in, like, every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Next sure not another ugly. seeker? Next <laughs> one's the ugly coloring. Wow. <laughs> no, the Armada one's really nice. I like it. Yeah. Armada. <laughs> I will die on this hill. I don't like it. <laughs> you will die alone. You will need to see the Armada, and then you'll learn to appreciate it. <laughs> so just as all hope seems lost once again for the nth time in a row, it's time for a giant mech fight as Player 2, I mean Metroplex, teleports to Cybertron along with the Lost Light. Any favorite scenes at this point? Because I, I really enjoy when B and Megatron are talking and Megatron kind of figures out what's going on. And so is Kilobyte. And he says... Since when does anyone stay dead once the Lost Light is seen to be still alive? And Megatron has a point. That's true. He's caught on. No one stays yep. dead. Yeah, nobody dies. I like uh, I like Metroplex showing up and just punching the uh, the the other Titan. I thought that was pretty fun because like the way it's drawn, it looks like the Smash intro. It's like uh, Metroplex is here as well, kind of scene, and he's just uh, punching the other one. I thought that was great. <laughs> Player two has entered the game. I know. <laughs> you just said that, didn't you? Gosh. I did. We're yes, going but... some sort of uh, the Flash meme from the, uh, what's that fighting game? Everyone's so fine. But it, it's it's Smashing, right? The Smashing Tournament? Super Smash Brothers, I think it's called. Is but it it's different because it's... Smash. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think it's Brothers or Super... No? I think it's Super Smash. I need Smash. to brush up on my Earth culture. Yeah. But it's, it's different yeah. than player two because they give him his name. Okay. <laughs> Difference <laughs> reference. So speaking of sarcasm, uh, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. Got a rake in that Shanix, you know? Hey, Onyx, what do you have there? Garbage O's. They are fantastic. Can I have some? Of course you can. They have all your daily minerals and energy on you will need throughout the day all jam-packed into a delicious breakfast cereal. I can't wait to try some. You can find Garbage O's at your local Autobot factory, or if you know a bot named Swindle. If purchasing a Garbage O's product, you are therefore agreeing to the following terms and conditions. Garbage O's is not responsible for any turbo mice found in products. There are no refunds or exchanges. Oh, Primus, I forgot my faceplate was still on. And welcome back. 
While that's going on on Cybertron, we're going to flip back to the Dud universe where we get a much different kind of fight between Optimus Prime and Nova Prime. Another Prime on Prime fighting. Any favorite scenes from this one? I, personally, jumping in again, really enjoy the shape-shifting uh, Nova Prime does where he shape-shifts to not only... Um, what was it? He, I was going to say, you mean Optimus fighting Nova slash Optimus slash Zeta... Fight. Yeah, he kind of does a montage of all the mentors of Optimus, right? Until finally yeah. settles on Optimus. But what are your thoughts? I'm curious because I, I still don't know what... Maybe it wasn't correctly or I read misread it, but I don't know what exactly or who exactly that bot was legitimately. It just was a shapeshifter to me. And I'm like, okay, well, who is this? It is and- Nova. I think it is Nova, yeah. Is it yeah. Nova? And yeah. that was like yeah. one of Nova's powers or no Probably so, maybe giving it to from yeah. the dead universe. Yeah, because he's he's because the dead universe is dying, it has become weaker, so he's able to like manipulate the forces around him, including matter itself, so he could shape shift. That's why he was able to like create oh, a containment field, that makes pretty sense. much come in like a god when they first introduce him <laughs> and you know, stuff like that. And also, he's been infected. Well, in prior comics, he was also infected by the Void, right? So he's like like a mishmash of like superpowers in one. He's kind of he's got plot armor. Okay, (laughs) true. (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) I really like that interaction. I really like the 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 personal conflict Optimus has throughout that fight Uh, because Nova's like kind of telling him that he's been doing the same thing that all the other primes have been doing and he's like he thinks he's doing the same thing and eventually he kind of figures out that no uh that uh he will stand up and he will uh kind of change things once more and then that's how he gets his optimist prime name again and he's like i'm gonna be a different prime i'm gonna be a better prime than all of those Right, so like we start off with this nice character arc with Optimus in the beginning of you know season two here with the death of Optimus, where he gets rid of his name because the legacy of the primes have been completely tarnished, tarnished. So he didn't want anything to do with it, and now he's at the point where it's like, well, doing nothing is the same thing as like helping the bad guys because then they end. So maybe we need to do something about this. So he then renames himself prime so he can make the prime lineage a better cure again i'll say like that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah essentially make Make it it mean something right mean something once more yeah not in a bad way right (laughs) yeah give it give it give the give the title a a better meaning i guess instead of when you call a prime or you say something prime, instead of thinking all the bad things, you want to think all the good things. Right. And I want to point out during this fight, we all know Ochmus is going to win. We get to the point where <laughs> Ochmus is clearly winning. And no. similar to the 1986 movie where like Ochmus had Megatron clearly beaten and Megatron says, wait, you know, have mercy. We see a similar thing with Nova here. He's like, wait, listen to reason as he's like getting ready to give up. And I thought that was interesting, the contrast. I think there was like some subtle influences from the movie here, but that that could be just me reading too much into it. Didn't uh, Rodimus get shot or something? 
Yeah, he does. He gets shot. Yeah, he gets shot too. Because <laughs> G1 movie was Optimus gets shot, and I'm reading this yeah. going, yes! <laughs> yeah. So I think they decided to tweak some things here from the inspiration. Interesting. He didn't get in the way. He didn't get in the way because he got shot first. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Yeah. No, that was cool. Yeah. So we ready to move on some more? I think yes. we are. So on Cybertron, Megatron helps Metroplex get his thumb back. So now he can finally be part of the club that has two thumbs. Which helps turn the tides against the Necrotitan because in that thumb lied another ore element that he was trying to keep away from the Ammonites, right? Because he sent it away and then the Lost Light picked it up anyway. So now he's completely healed, healing all the effects of the Dark Pulse from the Necrotitan. Essentially shifting the tides and now the good guys win, the battle's over. Awesome. Ta-da. <laughs> you are absolutely right Waspiner. sorry i got a little ahead of myself there uh there's still more computron what is shockwave's real plan you know galactic domination uh not really it's once a half of the population around the world no even worse he oh, we've seen that one. Oh, we've seen that one. He, <laughs> he is collecting rocks, though. He is collecting rocks. He so is collecting way. rocks. Minerals. Minerals. He's, he's a Thanos Wars. of Transformers. <laughs> he's also purple. He's also purple. Uh, no. uh, we're going to have to give him a glove and make a, a little meme image. <laughs> no, he, uh, he absorbs all of the energy throughout time and space into a singularity and, you know, essentially removes, like, all you know, life, except for Cybertronians, because, you know, turns out he's taken, like, the Decepticon manifest to times a thousand negative. Not even just that. He's just, like, a full-on, no other life matters, only Cybertronian life. Yeah. Because he even said, like, Cybertronian life was, yeah. Well, all life to him is the same value, which is zero, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's all meh. That's the line itself right there. He did it. He said the line. <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> so while that's going on, like the, the, the good guys don't see this right now because he's in the shockwave lab doing shockwave things. I really enjoy all everyone, Autobots and Decepticons alike, taking a break, thinking they actually want. And I enjoy the Constructicons talking to Prowl, being proud of him, saying that that he's black and white on the outside, but on the inside, he's Constructicon green. That was so sweet. How touching. <laughs> but also, very oh, accurate, I think. What are your thoughts, Kilo? Because we get an interaction with Megatron being fixed by Ratchet, and we find out Megatron, instead of being a genocidal maniac from the get-go, always wanted to be a medic before the war. It's very interesting. Uh... Because when we first meet him, he's a miner, and I think that's the the role he was given. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm surprised Megatron wanted to be a medic. I thought he would want to be maybe kind of like a poet or a writer. Because uh, I know in, throughout the story, he's got an inspiration, and we've we've heard some Decepticons mention it before that he was kind of kind of he was a, like a writer inspirationist at the beginning. And it, he like he, he moved a lot of bots with the words he was saying before all the violence. So I thought mm-hmm. that was going to be more interesting uh, than being a medic. But 
Yeah, it's real opposite turn of events there, isn't it? Yeah. I kind of had the thought that, you know, life was dangerous on Luna 2 mines, right? Yes. And like he yep. witnessed a lot of really cruddy stuff going on up there. And, you know, I, to me, like, I can empathize with that in the sense that you kind of, after witnessing all that, want to be somebody that helps all the people. And, uh, you know, especially all the guys that accidentally dig up a 0.1 percenter. <laughs> yeah, True. and are given, what, six months? Six minutes to live? Six minutes, I think. Yeah, good stuff. And that's that's still what he wants, right? He still wants to help Cybertronian and oppress the regime, but then he took it way too far. Oh, you think? <laughs> Billions of lives killed rather than saved? Anyway, um, I also want to point out, I really enjoy the new form RC gets. Like, it's more sleek. It's red. Red, yeah. It's nice. It's good. Yeah, it really complements. Unfortunately, she doesn't get to keep this form very long, but I like it. We've come a long way since her first interaction in the series <laughs> with the Heart of Darkness figure compared to this. <laughs> True. Honestly, I might. True. I might. Uh, this is off topic. I'm thinking about buying an RC model and painting it that colors. Yeah, yeah. no, they're they're good colors. Cool. If you need help, I got the airbrush. Yeah. That'd be fun. I like the coloring that it kind of, it's a red, but it also has kind of like an orangey feel to it. Uh, like highlights. Yeah, the, the orange comes from like the LEDs that are all in her body. Yeah. It's very good. So let's get back to everyone's doom. Oh no, this is Rashman that favorite parts. Yeah, I could see why. So Shockwave begins the final stages of his master plan, collapsing all of the universe into a single moment, removing all sense of past, future into a never-ending now. With the help of over 70 billion, am I reading this right? 70 billion Ammonites. Thoughts or any hot takes? Uh, I like I like the, the use of the Ammonites in the sense that uh, when when I was reading More Than Meets the Eye, uh, Dark Cybertron Prelude, there's the, the Ammonite that was part of Thunderclash's team says that the, they're working for the Dark Cyclops. I'm like, yeah. oh, it all makes sense now. Everything's coming together. I, I wonder how he got in communication with them, but I guess uh, Shockwave has spies everywhere. Oh, most definitely, right? <laughs> but that's, that's a lot of bodies. Wasp in the turn, not like that stabbed by mean bludgeon. Yeah, speaking of bludgeon, sorry about that, Wasp Mane but uh, bludgeon looks cool. He does. Looks very cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. he always looks cooler in each comic he comes up in. But I mean, you know, to be honest, buddy, if, I, uh, if I were to get stabbed by somebody, it would probably be that dude, because that dude's super cool looking. <laughs> if you can get stabbed by any bot, I want to be Wasp <laughs> There's plenty to choose, though. There's a couple of sword wielders. Yes, there are. Uh, so B has a spark-to-spark -spark talk with Megatron just before getting blasted and killed by Shockwave. What are your reactions to the death of a beloved character? He'll be back. It's gutsy. Um, <laughs> it's gutsy, but um, it was good enough to uh, make half-man. He wasn't half at the time. Uh, be mad. Yeah, he has blood armor. I'm sure he'll come back eventually. Well, are you sure? Spoilers. Spoiler. He gets sucked into I'm a sure. black hole. So yeah, yeah. Kind of hard sure. to come back from that. 
sure the writers the are going to find a way. The dead back. universe is gone, right? Well, yeah, because it's been collapsed, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't think he's going to come back. I don't buy it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I see. think Computron is right in this case. I think Kilobyte's just not used to actual death. I mean, there is that horrible accident way <laughs> back when. But, you know. plot armor. Every Boy, single oh. time a bot dies, the next well, issue, they're shown been... in a tank being revived or brought back online. So it's like, what's the point? Nothing matters anymore. Tell that to horrible. He's <laughs> oh. not a main character. Shortly. Brainstorm, or what's the human phrase, uh, gives birth to uh, Optimus, Rodimus, and Cyclonus, Nightbeat, and Cup. What is Whoa. that? One, two, three, four, five? Qu- Singtuplets? What is that? Anyway, they join the fight. Any favorite scenes from here? I was going to say, I guess uh, he could have handled it better than Cup could, which is interesting because if I were, if you were to ask me who could have handled it better, I'd say Cup. <laughs> so... I find a very much very interesting, and I know I already said the thing that Shockwave's thought process to assign all life the same value zero, like it gave me chills. Did it give anyone else chills there? I kind of since he his emotions are not there, I'm like, well, that's kind of part of not having emotion. You don't really everything's neutral because you don't care for anything and nothing you know brings you joy. So. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. My only thought was, well, he had human exposure, and that's that. Yeah, I, I can really. <laughs> that's probably why I need to brush up on my human culture. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make a, a machine that absorbs all of the universe, though. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on you. So. Optimus and Megatron team up against Shockwave, which is probably my favorite kinds of team up. And when Megatron makes fun of Optimus, always making it about himself, he then kind of does a similar tactic, but also with a twist because he says like something along the lines of like a paradox to (laughs) Shockwave. And we kind of, it's one of those similarities in this book where something happens twice. So they did the like, trying to get their personality pop out. So they did the same thing to Nightbeat earlier. I feel like that's what happened here, so that he would remember who he used to be. Mm. Makes sense. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that makes sense. I really like that interaction. And, like, the, the big paradox he throws at him, he's like, I'm going to be an Autobot now. You know what I mean? Highly yeah. illogical. Yeah. I I think, to me, like, for somebody that was at war for so long against Autobots and to have flipped that much that soon that quick it was kind of a bit rushed for me and that's just my taste on it yeah well he kind of like through the fighting and like seeing what shockwave was doing he kind of woke up to the reality of what he's been doing for the past four million years so we've like i've seen I, that I, subtly the last couple times we've seen megatron right like even yeah. with uh when he had a stealth bomber and he was in a prisoner for optimus we saw some subtle character changes right yeah. Oh, that is true. Well, was a character change or just a like a development? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I'm yes, it's surprising that he would change, but throughout since we've getting be getting this little hints, uh, I'm like, okay, I want to see where this goes. Yeah, and what were your thoughts on him? I was, I was, I was shocked that he did change, but I wonder if they'll accept him. <laughs> the the Autobots. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess we'll see. I wonder if there'll be like some sort of trial or something in the future. We shall see. So, good guys win. Shockwave Ooh. kills himself, sort of, uh, with the help of Metal Hawk and Optimus and Metal uh, Megatron, and condenses himself into a black hole. I also thought it was very interesting when they're trying to escape from the explosion of Crystal City in the black hole. Optimus tells Megatron to leave Bumblebee behind because he's dead and we don't have time. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, that was very un-Optimus like. Yeah. You get a paradox for Megatron, now you get a paradox for Optimus. Is there any more right. paradox? <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. So, the last thing in my notes is um, Soundwave has a bit of a breakdown towards the end, doesn't he, Computron? Care to explain why and what happens? He sees a little something-something. So oh. detailed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Soundwave doesn't like the little badge he saw on Mr. Uh, Megatron. And uh, it made him feel like Megatron essentially had uh, given up on the Decepticon cause. Yeah, I, I understand that because he's been following Megatron, I think, since the beginning. So it's kind of hard seeing the, the person you admire the most and you followed for four million years just suddenly switch and just like that yeah i kind of also forgot to point out like a little bit of the this the thing that kind of made me laugh a little bit or chuckle a little bit in this comic and this is like in the beginning um when uh bumblebee was carrying megatron sorry it was if this is more of a last thoughts kind of thing but uh megatron's original plan was to go to luna 2 and bring back his elite warriors and his justice division and to do a counter assault on shockwave. And um, I, I actually would have preferred to have seen that because I wouldn't have mind watching the DJD fight shockwave, but wouldn't that be an interesting, like what if story to this? Yeah. Story? Yeah. And, um, but, but it also makes me think that he would be too late at that point also. Yeah, and so one of the things that I also enjoyed was, was when uh, Megatron was giving Metroplex his thumb back. He was like, you're just going to take this to Luna 2 and call your guys, aren't you? And then Megatron just smiles and teleports. Kind of leading you to believe, uh-oh. Did you, yeah. did you, first time reading this, did you actually think he was leaving, leaving? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I didn't. I'm like, uh, I think this is a misdirection. <laughs> a red herring. I, with all the things that happen, I, everything is a misdirection to me now. It's just this, this these comics have ruined my mind. Oh my goodness. We need to have a vacation, Kilo, so you can recenter yourself. <laughs> so that's the it for my notes. Shall we move to Rodstar Rating? We shall. Kilo, you want to go first? Yeah, uh, they, I think this is a fun conclusion. A lot of twists and turns. And. Uh, completing this dark cybertron arc uh, i would give it a 4.5 it was very fun right on computron i'm scared because every time i say i really want to give things a five i, I get scared because well um, i'm giving it a five so there's that. <laughs> it could be multiple fives yeah you don't have to have you're not only given one five and you have to be careful where you put it you can have multiple fives that's fine I, i'd yeah. give this a if i were to pick i'd give this a low five how's that sound like you know, high that, five, low down low. You know, what, what is that like? like on your list of fives? Is a low five? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some toys because I know I ordered a 
nice looking tailgate the idw accurate looking tailgates so that means it's a third party obviously and i'm really enjoying this figure it's adorable it's everything i want in a transformer i would like to join that boat and i also order the same tailgate figure and it's so good i really like it uh, I guess that makes us uh, three musketeer bots because I too got me a tiny little uh, IDW accurate tailgate. But I also got a from the Hasbro Pulse website on Earth the Arc that was definitely not expensive whatsoever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear all the time people not complaining about how not expensive Hasbro Pulse is. Yeah, and it definitely didn't break my shelf or anything, too. Mm. Oh my goodness. So, shall we move on? We shall. We shall. Kill, do you mind telling the listeners a very important message we have today? We are going to be visiting TFCon this year. Uh, maybe we'll see you all there. Uh, we do not have a booth, but we will be walking around in our human hollow manners. We hope to see you there. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Yeah. And maybe, maybe... You'll see the rest of the D&D group there, too, maybe. maybe. And we wanted to let the listeners know that we will be taking a quick break after this issue, this episode. But we will be back March 21st with new episodes and maybe even some bonus content. How does that sound with the two of you? Sounds yeah. good. Are you all ready for More Than Meets the Eye, Volume 6? Yep. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. All right, Waspinator, since you have stuck with us the entire episode... And you definitely didn't disappear at any moment. Do you mind taking us out? <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. We hope you all are staying safe out there. Thank you so much for listening to Waspinator. Good job. Till to all, all are one. one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D Transform and Rollout Rise of the World Killers. Let's tune in for a preview now. Hey, uh, boss! Is that you? <laughs> Mickey Mouse? Is that you? <laughs> Where's my money, bro? Oh my god. <laughs> it's beautiful. Where's Kermit now, Mickey? Oh my god. What do you do? Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, <clears throat> let me do my Zep or my Swiffer voice. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's me. Swindle. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> go. I figured Sonic would be talking to Mickey. Whatever. I love it. Exhilarating. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content. Link will be provided below. End transmission.